Ho, ho, ho! Have you been naughty or have you been nice? Because if you've been naughty, Santa's gonna punish you. This week we talk about 1984's Silent Night, Deadly Night. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dissect That Film Podcast, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of the cinema world. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Hello. It's probably good you Just throwing bows. Are you trying to hit me again? I'll be like Billy in here, just fucking whipping axes and shit. <laughs> He's got some precision, for sale. <laughs> Precision. His brother, his brother in the sequels, you know, dealing with garbage day. He's the one. <laughs> He's selling the firewood. Yeah, he is. That's a great way to uh, collect your firewood, sir. You mind your business. That's right. Have you been naughty? <laughs> yeah. I just want Goldberg to come out of nowhere in this movie. <laughs> Please. Oh, Lord. So, yes, we are on week two of our Christmas slash holiday favorites. Where last week we talked about uh, the year without a Santa Claus, which was Angela's pick. This week is Dan's pick. Yes, Dan picked the 1984 slasher, controversial film, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, what is our history with this film, Dan? Since this is your pick, you have a history with this film. The only history I have in this movie is Garbage Day, and it's not even this And it's movie. not even this movie. I know. <laughs> I only know the movie The Garbage Day. And, like, that's it. That's all, like, I was like, that's the second one. I have to see the first one. Like, logic dictates. It has to happen. So, and I have heard, heard good stuff about this. I know about the controversy around the movie coming out, even though Black Christmas technically did it over a decade before, but that's not really about Santa. So, it just kind of takes place on Christmas. Um, Sorry. You had Black Christmas. You had Christmas Evil, which came out in 1980. You had Tales uh, Tales from the Crypt did an episode about Killer Santa back in 1972 or something like that. During its its early run before this movie came out. So, yeah. Killer Santa's bet was around way before 1984, but yeah, this movie's strong. Oh, yeah, it did. No, I was going to say, it's like, I mean, that's the extent of my my knowledge of this movie or my history with it outside of just, you know, I remember seeing the boxes at the uh, video store when I was a kid, but I never put too much in, like investment into them. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Santa from Rudolph was probably a kill- serial killer as well. Oh, like he probably has to be on that level. Oh, okay. I mean, if he hires asshole elves like that, but, um, keeps it under Yes, he ain't got time to eat. He's just too busy killing people. So. <laughs> Angela, you have a history with this movie? Um, Sunday. All right. That's my history. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I this is a movie where I'm like, I'm I, I can't remember if I've ever seen this. I I rewatching it, I was I it felt familiar, but I don't, I can't pinpoint a time in my life where I remember renting this because I would have had to have rented it. 
you know, when I was growing up. Uh, but this had a weird history of like distribution and the and and the amount of areas that it was censored. Um, I, I like so like it's weird. Like maybe I never I've never seen this before or or whatever. I do remember watching the kill count on this because of course if there's a kill count. Uh, I was watching it, even if it was movies I had never seen before. I think I literally binged the entire. Uh, he covered every Silent Night, Deadly Night movie, even the remake from 2012. Uh, and I was there watching him, even though I had never seen any of the movies. So maybe well, that could have triggered something to, for the familiarity. But yeah, it's weird because this cover. I feel like I've, I, I, I feel like I remember going into Hollywood Video, which was like the mainstay where I, where I'm from. And seeing this in the horror section, like this is such an iconic cover. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll show off the the wonderful Scream Factory um, Blu-ray, which this is actually the alt. This is the original cover to the movie. You know, Santa going down the chimney with the axe. But uh, of course, Scream Factory has really cool reverse covers. They have their artwork, and then they have the they usually put the originals on the other side. And I was like, gotta have the original. This is such an iconic yeah. cover. So I feel like I remember seeing this cover at Hollywood video, but I can't remember if I ever. Yeah. That's kind of my history with it. (laughs) I do. My goal is here. I don't know if we'll do this every Christmas. My goal is I want to get eventually to part two, of course, that's the meme one. And then to part five, just because Mickey Rooney's in it. And he's my Santa. And I know the history of him in this movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, since we're, we're on that subject, Mickey Rooney was a, one of the, uh, many voices against this movie. And the story is, is that when he took the job for part five, the title to the movie was just going to be called the toy maker. And so it didn't get the silent night, deadly night title until after the movie was made. And Mickey hmm. Rooney pretty much came out and said, if I had known this was going to be a Silent Night, Deadly Night movie, I would have never signed on to do it. That is the story. Is it true? I don't know. It, I don't the, know. The thing about this franchise is it. So you have this movie, you have the sequel, which follows along with this. The third one, I don't remember what that one is about. I think that one has. Uh, oh, uh, Bill Mosley. He plays really? he plays Billy or he plays Ricky, but he's like yes. messed up or something. Whatever happened at the end of two, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil a movie that we might cover in the future. We, we are going to cover the sequels because I think it'd be a lot of fun to go into the, just how zany this franchise goes. But then four and five just go off the rails. Like they don't even have anything to do with the first three. And then you have a remake because of course you do. 2012 uh, Silent Night came out, which is weird because... There's a movie coming out, probably as as you listen to this episode, there's a movie called Silent Night that's coming out. That's the new John Woo movie. Not a horror movie, but okay. Why drop why drop the Deadly Night part of the name? Because it's you know, it's a remake. We gotta make it look a little different. Sound you know, yeah. just whatever. Sure. Whatever. I, I I see here's the thing. You do you do this franchise because it is it's got five six if you count the remake but five movies right yeah and four and five apparently have nothing to do with the other one and you're just writing the title writing the title of an 
obscure franchise even i mean i wouldn't say it's a big horror franchise outside of the memes that's been generated in like the last you know the internet decade or era um so why were you afraid like oh they might mix up with the original most people probably don't even know about the fucking originals yeah outside of the joke from the second one so i don't understand like why drop the but whatever it's marketing i don't know apparently i'm too slow for that one yeah i've i could not tell you what I mean, it, it could have been just the fact that it was they were making money. It was a popular. It was you know based probably based around the controversy of this first one. The second one being what it is. I don't know how popular it was back in. I think the second one came out in 1987. So I don't know how popular it was coming out of its release. I think it's become more popular now just because of the meme, the garbage day meme, of course. Yeah, which, of course. You know, we're not going to say it too much in this episode. We've, we, I feel like we've done it in past episodes plenty. But I think it's, yeah, just the title. I think probably those that fourth and fifth movie, they were just like, okay, we have these cool stories, but I feel like no one's going to want to watch them. So let's put the Silent Night, Deadly Night title on there and draw people in. And then when people come in and watch it, they'll watch it and probably get angry because it's like, this makes no sense. Where's Billy? Where's Ricky? Where's, you know, it doesn't, whatever. It's when is it, What's the one when Billy comes back as an ambulance driver? Huh? Nothing. I'm just making a Friday the 13th reference, oh. but that's fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, he wouldn't man. be an ambulance driver. He'd be like a pizza delivery man. He'd have to be creatively unique, quote unquote. Yeah. So this movie was in a short story that was written by Paul Chaney. Don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name correctly, but it was a uh, he was a student at Harvard who wrote a story called "He Sees You When You're Sleeping," and that was like a Scott Schneed, who is a producer of the movie, liked the idea, and so he brought it to uh, his writing friend. They liked the idea, and then they hired another writer because they just the, the story just wasn't good enough to make into a movie. So they're like, "All right." We'll, we're going to bring an actual writer into just we're going to take that core concept of of a killer sant like just pretty much the basis of just like a killer santa and and turn it into something um and michael hickey was the one who who was the screenwriter for this and that is pretty much his uh his body of work is writing this movie hey man at least he did something yeah. notable so i mean kudos to him and even if you didn't, at least you did something. Yeah. So, so originally this was titled Sleigh Ride, and pretty much at the last minute, the title got changed to Silent Night, Deadly Night. Because isn't this Sleigh Ride Entertainment, like the company that released this? That's uh, TriStar. Yeah, but the, like in the credits at the end, it's oh, like probably. Sleigh Ride yeah. Entertainment, something <laughs> dumb like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Sleigh Ride Productions. That's it. That's it. Yes. Thank you. But it's S-L-A. Yes, I know. I was like, dude, yes. So this movie was directed by Charles Sellier Jr. He is the man behind the creation of Grizzly Adams. In the okay. 70s. Yeah. That's what he is mostly well known for. Interesting. Yep. I mean, yeah. It's what it's I when I was doing my quote unquote research for this movie. I saw that I was like, hmm, that's a that's a change. That's a difference. All They're right. both about Good bearded men, so that I is, mean that is true. That is true. He's on the level. He's staying true to his <laughs> <laughs> Um 
this the music was done by Perry Botkin, who oh, Christ. when I was listening to the music of this movie, I was like, this sounds very child's play. I was like, I wonder if he did the music for child's play. No, he did not. It just sounds very familiar. It just sounds like an 80s score for an 80s like, slasher. The background music or the actual fucking song music in this movie? Oh, no, no, no. The He is the composer for this movie. Not all of the Christmas songs that oh, are sung during this movie that literally made me scratch my head going, what the fuck are these songs? Yes. Uh, yes. Right there with you. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Who wrote this? I just, I just find it funny when I look at like the people behind this movie. It's just so bizarre because no one in this production was known for horror. Like there was no one in here that was like a mainstay of horror that like came in and were like, all right, I know the formula. I know what we can do with this. Like the guy who wrote this didn't even like slashers. He just liked the idea. And they were just like, come up with a story about a killer Santa. And he's like, well, I got a good idea. I don't like it. But I got a good idea, and he's, and we got we get this movie, which is just blows my mind. Like like I was talking about uh, Perry Bakken, the composer. His most well known work is for Young and the Restless. Like he was oh the my composer God. for them for years. It's <laughs> just bizarre. Maybe he just needed a side gig or extra money. He's like, all right, dude. It's wild because like you look at a lot of the even the people that are in the movie, and it's like they're filmography is not very long especially after this movie like there's people who have there were actors who did things before this movie and then there was like a couple credits after nobody really did much after this movie the only one who i think was a, a mainstay is uh linnea quigley who we talked about in our out of the tubi episode on the, the last thanksgiving this is you know one of her early roles uh this was a year before uh return of the living dead I didn't even realize it was her, and I feel so bad. Like I was just sitting here, and I was like, I know what character it was now. And I looked, and I was like, she was in this fucking movie, and I was like, oh god, yeah, only to get naked and get yep. killed yeah. in the most fashionable way possible, as she does. And n- listen, and we're not shaming her <clears throat> because I love Linnea Quigley. We don't shame Linnea Quigley on the show. She's fantastic. No, absolutely not. She's fantastic. I can't wait to talk about Return of the Living Dead because yes. That is her masterpiece. Send more paramedics. <laughs> uh, actually, going through the cast, we have uh, Robert Brian Wilson as Billy at age 18. This was his first film. We have Man Danny, adult Billy. Yep. We have Danny Wagner as eight-year-old Billy and Jonathan Best as five-year-old Billy. We have Alex Burton as Ricky at age 14, so the oldest version of Ricky we see in the movie. We have Max Broadhead as four-year-old Ricky, and you even and then Melissa Best played the little baby, the little baby version of of Ricky. Sorry, sorry, crying Ricky. Pat, pat. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, Lillian Chavin as Mother Superior. We have Gilmer McCormick as Sister Margaret. Tony Nero as Pamela. Britt Leach as Mister Sims. Oh, so funny. Nancy Borgnick. As Mrs. Helen Randall. Is that the woman that's like, Mr. Sims? I was going to say, you, if you're going to say it, you have to say it right. It was Mr. Sims. God, dude. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I think it's just her voice is so great. So people enjoyed not hearing that. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, 
we have Nancy. Oh no, we already. I already said that. I lost my train of thought here. Uh, H E D Redford as Captain Richards, who is that just very dramatic cop that we see for about twenty minutes in this movie. Linnea Quigley as Denise. Leo Getter as Tommy. We've talked Go about Getter, the, Leo. We've talked about this guy before on the show. We have. He was in Halloween Six as the douchebag uh, MC guy. That- what the hell was oh, his name? What the hell Barry was his name? Sims. Barry Sims. That guy. Okay. Yeah. We have Randy Stumpf as Andy. Stumpf. Stumpf. That's that's an old. That's pre- Watch his name just be Stump, but the <laughs> F silence. It's an illegal use of a silent consonant. It's like Barbara with an H. <laughs> well, it's like Willem Dafoe. His name is William. Yeah. He cheats. Like, he can do it though. Well, We're gonna give him a pass. Technically, it is Willem. That's how people are supposed to pronounce it. But his actual name is William, but he changed it to be different. Yeah, because his dad's name is the same. That's like when it was in that movie Plant Toon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Will Harris as Grandpa Chapman. We have dude. <laughs> He's the Look, best. We get to him. To, I can't wait to talk about him. Oh my uh, god. We have Tara Buckman as Ellie Chapman. Who I think was the mother. Hey. AKA another set of titties in this movie. Yes. Yes. Under my, shitty at one point, my wife is like, is this, is 80s horror just an excuse for to be also a softcore porn? And I went, you can't have 80s horror without boobies. <laughs> well, and admittedly, like, this no, isn't really under- softcore porn just because they flash some titties. It's not shitty circumstances. Uh, it's titty damn. circumstances. It is there titty are a couple of scenes in this movie where you're like, what kind of movie am I watching? Like I, I listen. I've watched a lot of '80s horror, and I'm used to you know you're you're used to what you see in the '80s horror. But there are some scenes we'll talk about them. We're like, all right. I don't I don't feel it's as bad as Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Five, yeah, or it's directed by a porn director essentially. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Where it holds him shots no, intentionally. No, stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, not even close. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Hansen as Jim Chapman, who was the dad. Uh, oh yeah. Charles Dukop as Killer Santa. It sucks. It fucking sucks. Or credited as criminal in a Santa Claus outfit. <laughs> no, Killer Santa. Don't take it. Don't dethrone his name. I just want to know what he was in. I was like, who the fuck's Killer Santa? Dude was like acting up to 2018. We have a Michael Myers actor in this movie. The Santa Claus really? that climbs into the window to surprise his daughter. The one who almost gets shot in his own house. Oh yeah, um, is Don Shanks who played Michael Myers in uh, Halloween Part Five? Oh, yeah. okay, interesting. Yeah, we rated that one pretty low. Sorry, Mr. Shanks. He was also uh, he. We've also talked about him as he also played the fisherman slash Ben Willis in "I'll Always Know What You Did Last." Oh summer. God. Okay, <laughs> check out that episode with Tony from Hack the Movies. It is. It's a movie. But it was a great episode. Yes. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a great Not, time. I mean, just in good company. Yes. We'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we talked about how controversial this movie was. It was banned in many places. It was literally banned, like, all around where I live. It was, like, Boston, like Boston um, channels and Albany channels, which literally I sit in the middle of those two cities. Just no. No access to this movie. I think it's like 2012 or something like that. Like it wasn't on TV. You couldn't like watch it on a, a paid channel. Uh, 2012 is when they did it. Yeah. It's just wild stuff, man. Like there, like just before we recorded, there was somebody had posted a picture because I guess there's 
all this controversy going around about the new Thanksgiving movie, and then there's a movie called It's a Wonderful Knife getting a lot yeah. of uh, hate because, like, we got to make the holidays happy. This is just not how it should be. And it's like, where have you been for the last, like, 50 years that they've been doing this shit? Like, shut up. Shut Don't this watch it. You don't really like it, don't familiar. watch it. <laughs> It's, yeah, but it's that simple. Holy shit. It's like, that it's, fucking simple. It blows my mind how simple it is. I know. It's like if you don't if you don't like what you see on Twitter, you know, scroll. Just scroll. Yeah, it's like if one like, day I decided, you know what? I don't like coffee, so nobody should have it. That's no, I'm just saying, no, no. But that's just what came to mind. I just don't like coffee. I'm not a coffee person. But no, that's the same logic. Like, no, no, no. Well, listen, if we got rid of coffee, we'd have less traffic accidents from people spilling their coffee on their lap while driving. It is true. But that's stupid. Yeah. But they, but they, I, I saw <laughs> it, but somebody had showed a clip of what's going on now and then posted a picture of a theater showing this movie and people outside the theater with picket signs like, we love Santa and save Santa and stuff like this. Like, okay, you can still wow. love Santa. For one, this wasn't made for children, and those are the yes. those are the people you should be shielding from these things, and they're not supposed to be watching them, so it shouldn't no. affect them. I mean, it was no. to the point where like uh, Siskel and Ebert pretty much were like naming off everybody who was involved in this movie, and everybody involved with TriStar is like, you be ashamed of yourself. There's nothing about this that you should be proud of, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like. <laughs> This is just, it's hilarious. It's so funny to me how bent out of shape people get about a fucking movie. Like, especially the, feels... like this. Like, when I watch yes. this movie, nothing about this makes me go, oh my God. I don't know if I could ever see that again. Like, I want to watch this again right now. See, the, the funny <laughs> thing is, is they bring all this attention to this movie, right? They're like, no, you can't do it. Make it stop. Don't allow this movie to be shown. But the people who watch this movie, like us, like just hypothetically, we should say it back then, just want to watch the movie be left alone. They're not going to be bad people for it. They're not going to be like, fucking yeah, fuck Santa. Like, nobody's going to do that. The thing, the thing about this movie that I didn't even comprehend before watching it was the fact that it's not just a slasher. Like, it's not just a typical, like, hey, the movie starts, we meet our killer, he goes and does some kills. No, this shit builds up throughout the yeah. movie. You see, it, I mean, we're going to talk about it. I mean, we might as well get into the plot because yeah, we'll just do it. we're just going to do it. So just whip it out. No, that's fine. So, of course, the movie opens <laughs> to this really just wonderfully sung song by children. And, you know, when children sing, it's terrifying. <laughs> like, especially like this. And we get our title card, which is so cool. The wreath that comes in with a really nice font that says Silent Night. And then the bloody deadly night. And somebody just fucking wails on the piano. I really just want, yeah, oh yeah. several Golly. times. Like, somebody check the keys. Are cat. they still working? They're just throwing pianos into like fucking wood chippers. Dance, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh my god! I've actually, I when I saw the logo, <laughs> when the title card pops up, I'm like, I, I kind of want to recreate that as our logo for December. I'm going to figure it out. Try to get the exact fonts and that'll be oh, our that'd be cool. December. Be pretty cool. Um, so it's Christmas Eve, 1971. And Christmas fever is just 
not it. Because that's the name of this goddamn that's, song. <laughs> this song fucking blows. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, yeah. all the Christmas, this legally distinct Christmas feels like the funniest, fucking off. The funniest thing is that if you got rid of the title that said Christmas Eve 1971, I would have thought I was watching Christmas Vacation for a second because I swear to God <laughs> that movie opens the same way. It's like a long shot of a station wagon just driving down a highway because then they go get their Christmas tree. It's practically the same wagon. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, there's like I'm pretty sure it's an old wagon. And I think they, I mean, well, it's like a five-year difference between the two movies. Uh, another crazy fact, though, this movie opened the same weekend as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And at one point, really? it was beating it by like $170,000, but, but in its like second week, it dropped like 75%, and then Nightmare just became, you know. But the crazy thing is, That's is cool, though. It, this this movie spawned a shit ton of sequels. Nightmare spawned a shit ton of sequels. So great job, guys. I'm just pissed we didn't get a we didn't get a Freddy versus Billy movie. Oh. Why wasn't that why wasn't that a thing? <laughs> to be honest, I wish we got a Billy versus Ricky movie, but that wouldn't have made any sense. I think it would have stayed. They'd, they'd, they'd figure it out. One's allergic or afraid of snow, the other one's afraid of wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> What's afraid of snow? What's afraid of snow? Uh, okay. no, one of them is afraid of garbage. The other one's yes! afraid of, yes! of costume bearded men. His secret weapon, Ricky's secret weapon, is just whipping out an old fashioned, like aluminum fucking trash can. He just throws it at people. Yes. And yells no, he takes garbage the lid. as he throws it. He takes the lid and throws <laughs> it and like cuts people's heads off. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say the lid has to be, it has to have a blade on it. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. So many ideas. Um, <laughs> I don't know where they were going. I didn't know where they were going at first. Uh, as as no. I, I was like, are they going on a road trip? This seems like a long drive. But no, they're going to the Utah Mental Facility. That's what it's called. And they're visiting dear old grandpa, who is okay. uh, catatonic, at least when the parents are talking to him. But when they leave, he starts talking to Billy. And God, it's and leave so- their only kid. Dude, my wife is sitting there. She's like, they're just going to leave him there? Yeah, that's what I thought. It's fine. It's just grandpa. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And then grandpa starts talking. I went, Mom, Dad, come take me. I can't help you. (laughs) Christmas. Christmas is the worst. Or if you're naughty, he's going to punish you. And the the kid, this actor who plays Billy, uh, the five year old Billy, Jonathan Best, fucking great, man. This looks like he's terrified. This dude, Will Hare, who played Grandpa, probably scared the shit out of this kid. Probably. But could you imagine being that age? You know, you believe in Santa. Oh, no. And then somebody tells you this. Dude, I'm telling you. He really was. I'm not shitting on Will Hare. I don't know the guy. Like, he's probably a nice dude. But every time I look at, you know, <laughs> his profile picture on here, I think he's like a kinder grabber or something. Like, some old fucking... Oh, Great child nab- nabber from fucking janitor to school or some shit. I'm like, good God. I don't understand, but that's just what he looks like. But <laughs> that shit eating grin on his he face. He does, dude. Like, he's all catatonic. He looks over and I was like, oh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> all I could think was like, you're scaring me, Grandpa. I know. I'm like, Grandpa, here's your weird strawberry oh. candies for old people. Leave me alone. So, of course, those he, are good. They are good. <laughs> yeah. So he, he pretty much is like telling Billy that he he needs to be good all year round he can't be bad even once or santa is gonna punish him and then once the parents come back 
Grandpa's back to being an old catatonic boy and just sits there and waits. It looked that like, motherfu- how old do you think this guy was at the time? I don't know, but that motherfucker wasn't back to the future. Was he? Re- oh, he was the he was the guy with the the the, uh, the DeLorean crashes into the barn, right? And he's the guy who comes out and shoots at the DeLorean. Ah, Peabody. Yes. I, yes, yeah, that's the guy. And that's the fucking he, they, guy. They think that, a year uh, later. Yeah. His booming success from being a creepy old man, so Silent Night. Was, <laughs> oh, he was so born good. in 1919 and died in 1997. He was 80 when he died. So he okay, looks like so that he dude. Was, he was like almost 70 years old in this movie. Yeah, so, so he, okay, he actually. He, did, so oh, there was, ahead, sorry. He kind of looked like they had to like spray his head gray. Like it just didn't look natural to me. I don't know. Eh? It was just the color I, grade. <laughs> he looks like he should be in a western. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, just the way, just in this role, like just give him a different garb, put him on a cowboy, or make him like a grizzled prospector, and he'll be. Dang it! What? You know what makes it? You know what makes these characters more terrifying in these like early or like these eighties horror movies is when they zoom in real close when they're talking, Whoa, like right on spit. Them. <sighs> and you can see like in his teeth and his mouth, and you're just like, yeah, I don't need like, to see in your mouth or your like, nose. I'm scared. No. Like I'm scared. I'm just watching this movie. Like imagine what this child was like. I was scared of the fucking room he was in. I was like, God, it's so seventies. <laughs> <laughs> so we then go to a convenience store where uh, a dude dressed up as Santa holds up this place, and then ends up shooting the clerk. I love. Love the uh, the fact that you can see the uh, where the squibs are in the dude's chest. Oh, I didn't even notice. When he gets shot, he falls, and you can see like the there's the pad underneath there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I just love he had to shoot him in the head too. I'm like, bro, the dude is dead. Like, I love the delayed reaction too. He hits the head, yeah, like almost yeah. like a second, and then and I, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was cool though. Like the yeah. blood just comes out. I was like, okay. And of course, he walks out, and he's like, thirty one dollars. Fuck. And I was like, yeah, you just murdered a person. For Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, Merry- Does he say Merry fucking Christmas yeah. or something like that? Yep. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what do you expect? Pops in his fucking Monte Carlo. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just full of Marlboro fucking pack <laughs> cases down there. Like, what's going on? So the parents are driving back. Mom is she's getting real angry because she's just she's pissed off about grandpa and Billy's in the back. He's like, mommy, you're being naughty. And she's like, Ah, Grandpa, you suck. <laughs> she called him a name, and the son's like, yes. "You shouldn't call, call people that." Grandpa told me when Santa Claus visits you and you're naughty, he doesn't put coal in your stockings; he shoves coal up your ass. <laughs> oh my God, Santa! <laughs> so they come upon the Santa from the convenience store, just chilling in the middle of the road. And if I, I'm sorry, I'm just like, nope. I think movies Absolutely. are good. Road entirely. Oh yeah, his car is parked in the middle of the street. A trap and a half. Yeah. I would have ran him over. And um, I would have been like, "I'll call someone for you." Pardon me, Santa Claus, but why don't you stay the fuck away, sir? <laughs> and yeah, then bad things happen. He sh- shoots the dad as he's like driving in reverse, kills him, and then good shot too. too. Assaults the mom. It's, not cool bro no this uh this is a pretty rough like it just shows like this uh, the fact that like how deep this movie goes mm-hmm. where it's not just a simple slasher like this is showing 
trauma, like showing yep. this child witnessing his parents getting murdered, his mom being assaulted before being murdered, and and then his 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 brother is still in the car. His brother's a baby, like he can do nothing about this other than just cry. Terrifying. Yeah, but, and, Billy's over there hiding the shrubs. I mean, what else is he to do? I mean, yeah. that's what he's got to do. I mean. And uh, and then, of course, like after the Santa kills the parents, he is like drunkily walking through. He's like, where are you, little bastard? And then it cuts to 1974, December 1974 at St. Mary's. I think it's just an orphanage. Billy is, of course, deeply traumatized by the events. So he doesn't like Christmas. Like Christmas is a bad time of year for him. All the kids are drawing nice pictures about Christmas and he's drawing Santa and his reindeer getting decapitated. Like F Santa. Yeah. You know, Yuletide shit, like, you know, whatever, the, like all over the place. And the thing is, is like, they don't make, I think what I appreciated is they didn't make Billy like a bad kid. Like he doesn't fight the nut. Like he's not like, no, fuck you sisters and blah, blah, blah. Like the kid is like, yes, mother superior. Like every, anytime like he is spoken yeah. to, he is, as respectful as he can be, he just doesn't like Christmas. And the thing is, his mother, the mother superior is like downplaying his trauma while the other nun is like, no, he, you do realize what happened to him, right? Like it sucks. Like he, he has to deal with that. Like imagine if you watched your parents get murdered in front of you, like probably yeah. probably be with you for a very, very long yeah. time. But the mother superior is like, no nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, but it just gets worse for Billy because Oh yeah, it does. He has nightmares that night. Um well, no, before that, he gets in trouble. He gets sent to his room and then Sister Margaret is like, "Hey, you want to come out and build a snowman?" And I was like, "Oh, we about to watch Frozen?" Um, no, there you go. <laughs> Do you want to I fuck. <laughs> Somebody must have edited that. <laughs> Do you oh, want to build a snowman? <laughs> Oh, uh, but so he's like, well, I'm in trouble. And she's like, it's fine. Come on. And of course he gets in trouble for not being in his room when he goes outside because as he's about to go outside, he hears moaning. I was like, don't go near the moans, Billy. Don't go near the moans. <laughs> and what does he do? He sees us. The, uh, this is, this was the scene that I was like, this is no joke. A soft core porn. It goes on for so long. of just like deep caressing and like, the same boob grab like 12 times. It's the same shot. I, just, I don't think they they did multiple shots. It's the same shot of just the one boob grab. <laughs> I just want I just want this scene re-edited, but every time he grabs her boob, it's like one of those bike horns. Like, wink, wink. <laughs> Squeaky toy. Yeah, um, there you go. Every time. I mean, it is. It's got to have like cherry pie blaring in the background by Warren or who the fuck sings yeah. that song. I mean, it is a great shot of... I love the reflection of the light coming out of the keyhole as he's looking in and mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's all done really well. And of course, mother superior finds out of course, and like whips the shit out of the two kids having sex. Sinners. <laughs> it literally grabs the belt from the kid's pants. What does she call him them? Oh, she calls him. So, keep going. She calls him something. I'm like, why did you say that? It's so fucking weird. I just pretty much say like, you know, heathens or hell. They're like going to hell or something like that. I don't remember. But he goes outside 
finally, and then Mother Superior comes out and is like, why aren't you in your room? And he's like, uh, sorry. And she's like, did you see what happened in there? That's bad. Don't do that. That's naughty. Do you know what they were doing? No. Yeah. Good. And then he gets whipped because the sis- the other, the sister Margaret said he could go outside and he gets whipped for it. Pagans. She calls it yeah. pagans. Like just because you're fucking, you can't like call people pagans. It's Christmas time. You can't have sex at Christmas time. I'm sorry, nuns are weird, man. Uh, listen, if you're, I'm glad that you're all are deep with the cloth. That's totally fine. I get it, but that's just weird to me. <sighs> so, Billy that night has nightmares, and it's all. It, most of the time, when you see flashbacks in this movie, it's the same scene of of his parents getting killed, and. He wakes up and tries to leave, but Mother Superior catches him and then ties him to the bed. I know. What the frick is happening here? Oh, Lord. And then, of course, like, I think his brother is the one who's sleeping on the top bunk. And do you see how she, like, shoves his head under the blanket before, like, after she ties Billy to the bed? She, like, goes and looks at it, like, because he's, like, peeking out of the blanket. She, like, shoves his head back in there. Like, damn, lady. It's fucking brutal, man. You don't fuck around with them church types. Just a joke. So, of course, we all know Billy does not like Santa. Oh, God, no. Not not at all. And Santa shows up to the orphanage, and Billy throws a fit and knocks Santa on his ass. It's so good. Like, bam, like a solid punch. (laughs) He's made to sit on Santa's lap, and like yes. they know what he's gone through, and Mother Superior just doesn't believe it. Mother Superior is the only one who's making him do it because Sister Margaret's yeah. like, "What are you doing?" Like she literally is like trying to stand up to Mother Superior, mm-hmm. but she wants none of it. Yep. Yeah, it's because she's a nun. And of course, he like he punches Santa. He runs upstairs, yep. and then he <laughs> we get like this. He we get more flashbacks of of him kind of like he's like in the fetal position in the corner of his room yeah he, dude, he's, the like, kid, just, he's like don't punish me yeah don't the punish kid me. i'm not naughty <laughs> i mean the guy went through a lot right he probably would have been all right if you didn't force all this shit on him dude yeah yep he probably would have been all right but when mother superior and what's her face were talking mother superior thinks that he should be over it and i'm like how over it? how yeah I mean, like, it was three years. Yeah, because the the other lady says that it's still there. But she's like, said, this shows that it's still there. Yeah, and then also she also says earlier in the movie that he's fine any other time of the year. It's just Christmas. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, but she even says like he's fine <laughs> any other time, just during Christmas. Like, I mean, obviously, why? Like, but fuck. so we get a freeze frame of him in the corner, Shh. which then. We go 10 years in the future is 1984, a little bit before Christmas. And Sister Margaret is helping Billy get a job at Ira's toy store, which uh, the uh, Ira was uh, one of the name of one of the producers. So mm. just got a little shout out. We then get this weird work montage once he gets the job. <laughs> it's so weird. I felt like I was I was like, where am I? Am I in a sitcom? What is happening? I want this warm side of. Oh my god, dude! I want this whole scene recut, but just play 
the Mariah Carey song. <laughs> then th that's what it's like to work retail, ladies and gentlemen. It's just that song, and that's it. Uh, I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like it was because of that song. I felt like I was in a completely different movie for like five minutes. <laughs> yes. I, it felt like it should be playing, like you said, in like an 80s sitcom. Like, oh, it's so funny. It was so weird. But I, I would do like all the... the this is old... just the Rocky version of... Yeah. Well, he's training to get to the top. Because yeah. <laughs> you're the best in the world. Do-do-do. Anyway, I was thinking of that Tenacious D song. Anyhow, uh, or the montage song from South Park. Anyway, there's a lot of cool toys in the background. Yeah. Yeah. G.I. Joe's and shit. Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars yes. Yeah. Clearly, I think clearly there was no copyright issue with this movie. <laughs> no. Different properties. I mean, Star Wars, been, I mean, this movie was made in 83. Should have been Return of the Jedi, so was, right? Yeah, Return of the Jedi had come out the year before. Oh, so it was probably, it was still, it was big. So Some old board games we were looking at in the back and yeah. shit. Yeah. They had, shit, uh, you see Mousetrap at one yeah, point? Yeah, the old Mousetrap. The, the Mousetrap mouse rocks, trap. dude. This hundred percent. This uh, I love the fact that this was just. They just got some old shelving and just threw it up in this place real quick and threw oh, some yeah. toys on there. The organization for this fucking store is terrible. <laughs> like I look at these shelves, like who the fuck stocked this? It's really small <laughs> too. <laughs> I know it's independent. Just quick shout out. I thought it was cool. If you want more nostalgia, what's going on in the background? Uh, I just like some of the cars. No. Is I own one of the ones in the front of the stores. I was like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention earlier, this movie had a budget of $750,000 and it made $2.5 million. Good so for them. Pretty good return for uh, a movie that dealt with all the controversy it did. So we see Billy start to slip because he sees there was a guy dressed up as Santa Claus. He sees him and at any time he sees any sort of imagery of Santa, he starts to like go into a different yeah. plane of existence. Uh, yeah. You, he has the hots for Pam, who is another stalker, and you kind of have this weird. You kind of have this feeling like they're. Well, I feel like they're going to be together at least for the short amount yeah. of time. But then we meet Andy, the back room douchebag. Oh, yeah, he is a douchebag. And he he's does, 100% that guy that's worked at a store for a long time or a job you come to. And he's that dude that just knows how to get around shit. And he's been there forever. Like, that's that fucking guy. The one person that says, I do all the shit. Does everything. And he does. And he obviously clearly breaks the rules. But he knows how to get around it because he knows when the boss is going to be there. And shit. He's that guy. I love the layout, though, of that back room where you have the doors that come from the, the main store to the back room. And the desk is right there where he sits, yeah. always just sitting with his feet yeah. up on the desk. Drinking and, on the job. Yeah, drinking on the job. Billy, yeah. Billy's doing a lot of work. And I, there was a one point where he's just like, you know what, Billy? I'm sick of your attitude. I don't know what's going on with you. You know, he's just giving him shit. He's like, just leave me alone, man. Yeah. I mean, any outside of the Christmas stuff, Billy's doing like a great job, dude. Yeah. He's tearing it up. I just, I love when he gets his, uh, where he kind of gets like a slap in the face when he's talking about how, like, Mr. Sims, he's a tough ass. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have many friends. He does not here to make friends. And then Mr. Sims comes back. He's like, Billy, my boy, you're doing a great yeah. job, Billy. I have a job for you. And that's when everything just goes. <gasps> yeah. It, it, it it's not. It's it's one of those. It's like a. It's a diving board. He just jumps off and he's he's gone. Yeah. From there. Poor guy. Um. This is when we also get the uh, the fan sex fantasy between Billy and Pam. 
Billy's hairy ass. Billy has the hairiest <laughs> ass I've ever seen. I was like, what the hell? I was like, is this a leg? Is this a butt? Nope, it's it. Yep, it's all full. It's just a fuck. It's just, just a fucking bear. It's like a this 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 is this is the Grizzly Adams reference. Is this dude's ass? It's literally just a bear. <laughs> the thing was, is like, oh, oh keep going. No, keep going. I just the, remembered something about the scene. In the scene, they do a very. Uh, I feel like they do a pretty good job blocking out any nudity mm-hmm. on Pam. But then when you see her later, blatant nudity. Oh, yeah. But I, I guess I get it based on the situation that was happening. Um, she wouldn't uh, know. Right. Well, yeah. the thing is, though, is like during this scene, it's like Billy and her like butt ass naked, like you said. But they try to cover it up, like, I guess, artfully, like try to minimize it, yeah. whatever. And then like Santa comes out of nowhere and like fucking sticks Billy in the side and yeah. he randomly has pants on. <laughs> like Billy oh, it's a, it's a, it's a fantasy. Yeah, I know. Like, you I got stabbed. You I guys got boxers on. Like, <laughs> you guys watch the unrated version, right? I don't know. We was watched, there were there parts uh, of the movie that were different color grade? Yes. Yeah. yeah so we talked about that's this. The unrated version, then. So okay, what, we got it off. Of we should just talk about this now, since you mentioned it. Yeah. But yeah, because where did you watch it? We got the, the Blu-ray. I watched the unrated version because it came with both. So. Well, we watched on Amazon, and it labeled it as a standard definition, but like a DVD. And then we were watching some scenes, and she's like, why does it... Go ahead. Yeah, well, it looked it looked really clean for a standard version. I was like, okay, well, maybe they just labeled it wrong. It got to one point, and I was like, well... Yeah, it goes... Got like, really dark really and fuzzy. Why is it so blurry? So all of... So uh, Scream Factory was the one to... They're the ones who put this unrated version together. Okay. And they were able to get reels from all the cut scenes because the problem was is all the scenes that are like that, they cut them because they were afraid they were going to get an X rating. So when Scream Factory put the film all together, they when they got the reels, they couldn't clean it up well enough like they usually are able to do with deleted scenes. So Probably just not the they put no a good. they put when you watch the unrated version, there is a like description to tell you hey, there are parts that don't look as good as others, and this is why, and which I thought was pretty cool. Well, I just assumed that was that, because I was telling, I mentioned, we had a conversation we were talking about, it, and I said, it was probably just stuff from other versions, or like they had good footage for the, the censored version, and this is just yeah. extra footage they did their best with, and that's just the, the way it looks. So we talked about that for a while during the movie. Yeah, because I think the when he gets stabbed, that wasn't in the original version. Like in the fantasy, he just it, it just up. shows Santa and he freaks out and then it wakes up. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never ending sea of obscure cinema and cult worthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Join us. In a world that has been completely divided for so long. Two movie fans have decided to unite for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff. The other, a horror movie fanatic. Together, they will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. 
Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Look them up on Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah, Mr. Sims asked Billy to become, to dress up as Santa because the original guy uh, was sick or something, so he couldn't couldn't do it. He broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah. Because right. yes, Mrs. Rand- Mrs. Randall tells Mr. Mr. Sims. Mr. Sims. Yeah. <laughs> She's way too excited to say that. So, so we get to watch Billy's first go round as Santa. Well, actually, is really only go around as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, no. This. Yeah, it's one run. Oh man, I I felt for Billy in this scene. I could never be. I can never dress up as Santa and do this. I couldn't do it. I just don't have the patience. I have three children. And I still don't have the patience for this. This is. I don't have the patience for other people's kids. Yes. That's 100%. I have a, I have a, um, a limit when it comes down to other people's children, because of course I have yes. younger children. So of course I deal with their friends or, you know, mm-hmm. like you have other kids come over your house or you just deal with other kids. Uh, that aren't uh, yours. No, they just and you have, get to come you have, li- you have a limit. Like I have a limit. It's like after I get to a certain point, I'm just like, I need to check myself out of the situation <clears throat> and move on. Being a Santa or for mm-hmm. anyone who's like, I want to dress up as Santa, as long as you're not a creepy fucking pervert piece of shit, you're legit mm-hmm. doing the job mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. I praise you. Because that's some hard work. But Billy is dealing with it, man. Because this girl is whining and he's just like, please stop that. Please, please stop that. To the point where he's just like, you know, if, you, if, you, uh, if you're naughty, Santa's going to punish you. And, he's, and she's just like. <laughs> and I love how it's going so bad. <laughs> but yeah. the parents don't know what's happening. And they're like, he's doing a great job. I'm like, he's a great Santa. Yeah. Like, oh, my so God. He's just so good with kids. And he's just like, get this fucking girl away from me. And the girl runs up. She's like, oh. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to just like he's holding on to her. I was just waiting for him to just like push her off, <laughs> he just off me. on the floor. <laughs> pulls out like, get off. He just pulls out a rag. It's got chloroform. Oh, go to sleep. So go to sleep. Good. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Gasses her. Here's your here's your kid. She got tuckered oh, out. God. I'm like, damn. So Sister Margaret calls the store and talks to Andy. And asks, oh, what's Billy up to? Like, what's his job? And he's like, you know, in his douchey fucking self, he's like, yeah. oh, you know, he's uh, dressed up as Santa. They can all, you know, be fucking jolly for all the kids. And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it. it's that oh shit moment. She knows what's about to happen. So it's closing time. And I love Mr. Sims because as soon as he locks up, he's like, ah, it's time to get shit faced. Yeah, dude, dude. This is the real fucking retail environment so right here, good. dude. Mr. It's Sims so good. Is one of my favorite characters in this movie. He's just Whoever so wrote this real worked man. the holidays. Oh, absolutely. he had to work in the store during the holidays. I love when he has that conversation with Mrs. Randall, and he's just like, "I hate the fuck. I hate this. I hate this time of the year. It sucks. I can't wait for it to be over." It's yep. the it's the worst, and it's coming up. And he's like the owner of this place. Yeah, like he knows like, this is what makes the most money for him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh, hey, I, I get it. We have a season two for what I do, and it fucking sucks because we're balls to the wall busy. But when it's done, you're just like. <sighs> I'm glad I don't have to deal with any of that anymore. I went back into where I used to work today, and it was like, I don't even work here. I need to get out. <laughs> help me. Help me. My chest <laughs> is getting tight. What's that? What's my safe word? What's my safe word? You just see me in the corner of like the toy department in the field position. Get me out of here! Oh no! Oh, toys is the worst too. Oh, I I went down the Lego aisle. I don't want to go on a too much of a side tangent, but I went down the Lego aisle and I was like, I could blow my entire life savings in this. Oh aisle hell right yeah! Now. They put out. They have all the 30th anniversary Jurassic Park Legos. I want them yes. all. All of them. I want the Jeep. I want the Jeep in Lego form. I want the Ford Explorer in Lego form. I want all of it with fire to- stones. So when all you turn it. too sharp, they fall over and you yeah. get a lawsuit. No, no, there was a bat. <laughs> there's a bat a bat wing from 89. Yes. <sighs> there is a girl that I watch on TikTok, and she's just randomly come across my for you page. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of budget do you have? She has the castle, the Disney castle. Well, she probably makes a shit she has, for uh, she, she probably does. She's got all kinds of Star Wars stuff. She's got the Hocus Pocus one. I'm like, yeah. fuck you and your Legos. Yeah. I haven't built a Lego in a long time, but I wanted every single one of those fucking dress yeah, park ones. One, and Indiana Jones ones. I'm like, fuck I know. I, I, love, down that I love them. Um, I almost walked out of there with a, with a Lego, but I yeah. I'm strong. They're so um, good. So the party happens. They invite Billy over. They have some drinks. Everybody's having a good time. And then uh, Andy snags Pam and they go off. And Billy's like, okay. And I well, went. Billy starts drinking because yeah. he doesn't normally drink, too. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay. Fucking really? Pam. Really, Pam? With that asshole? Come on, Pam. You seem like a nice girl. What the fuck is going on here? Well, that um, make that, that it does make a lot then. of sense, though. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,. So we get really drunk, Mr. Sims, and he's having a conversation with Billy. Oh. Uh, the whole thing where he's like, you know, you know, you know, Christmas, I God, I fucking hate this time of year, blah, blah, blah. And Billy's like, you know, you got to be thinking of like people you love. He's like, yeah, I'm thinking a lot about my parents. He's like, yeah, your parents, your parents are very important during this time of year. And he's just like, they're dead. And he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. I forgot. I, I forgot. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was oh, like, Mr. Oh, Sims. No, and he's like, go get him, Santa. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be doing something tonight? You go get him, Santa. Yeah, don't you have it? Yeah. And I love how Billy's just like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you got you got places to be. Billy's just standing there and you see like above his head neurons activate. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy sees uh Andy and Pam making out in the aisle, and then they move <clears> into <throat> the back room, and Billy is like, Oh well, I guess I'm gonna go follow. And this is when uh, Sims and Mrs. Randall are singing horribly, but it's hilarious. Whatever song they're singing. Yeah, whatever song they're singing. I was like, where did you get this song from? (laughs) And then you get this weird turn that just makes Andy an even worse piece of shit because Billy goes back there and he's fucking about to rape Pam. Yes. That's her, that's her Christmas present. I'm like... He has to go back there to show his penis. That's her gift. But, but, I got that. And she don't want I, it. I 100% got that. 
Did you but keep the I, receipt? <laughs> I did not. I did not expect it to turn into him being him a doing that. But I mean, we yeah. already knew he was a piece of shit. Yeah. So I guess it's not that surprising. But like, no. Wow. That it's like tears that, of being a piece of shit. Oh, I mean, it, it, it was the point where like he's not even he's like taking her shirt off and like kissing her, and she's like, "Stop it, stop it." I'm like, "Yes, please stop it." And then it's yes. one of those things where like Billy snaps like this is when billy fully snaps like you and and it and this shot goes it feels like an eternity of billy being up against the rack in the back room and having these flashbacks like constantly it's like back and forth of like him and now hit the flashback and it's just going and then it's like boom he snaps oh yeah it's, you gotta zoom it's, in it's a similar situation. yeah it's I mean, literally it's the way situation. his mom died yeah so it's like it fully breaks him to the point where he goes over attacks uh, Andy and strangles him with Christmas lights with one arm. He he sum- holds yeah. him up with one yes. arm. I went he summons- all that stocking Damn. all that stocking the shelves. And he summons up his Yuletide strength and he's like fuck oh, you. Christ. He draws blood with them. Yes. Yeah. Are they serrated or something? I know. Is, you just imagine like some of the bolts are like in his neck. You're like, ah! Uh, Jesus Christ. So he kills him and Pam is like, you're crazy! And he's just so far gone where he's just like, he literally takes a box cutter, fucking guts her uh, calls her. This is when he. This is when he constantly uh, is, is yelling "naughty" or "punish." Naughty. But, but is he really crazy? Like, if I were in that situation, and you came along and killed somebody, I think I'd it's just like, the thank sh- you. I think it's just. I don't know. I had this. I kind of had this weird conversation with when when we were watching the scene. Me and my wife. I'm just like. I mean, he did. He was assaulting her. And yeah. yes, he goes too far. He kills someone, which is true. But and so maybe like, that is ultimately the shock of it all. Maybe is why Pam reacts the way she does. It's just the shock of like, uh, like maybe if like if Billy comes in and beats the shit out of Andy, but he's still alive, like he just leaves or he gets arrested. Pam might have had a different reaction, but I think it's the fact that like she watched him kill him, and so maybe that's just it's just a genuine shock. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but. It's a, a this whole scene is just again not just a basic slasher. It's yeah. there's so much it, there's it, so many layers to this movie, and and just the in in for the reasonings I mean the reasonings why Billy does what he does. It just gets to the point where his brain is just boom, it's gone. He's gone. He's no not even Billy anymore. Yeah, nope. he's back to he's killer Santa mode. Yeah, he like in he, he, he yeah he is that guy. He's the guy who killed his parents. Nicholas, so, take Nick. So, drunk Sims. This is my the, my the saddest part of the movie. Drunk Sims coming back. I know. I, listen, I don't know if um, Britt Leach, who played Mister Sims, was actually drunk, or if he he just plays a fantastic <laughs> drunk because he he plays this off so well. It's so good. He Somebody was singing in the background when they first started singing. And it was showing it was showing Sims and the lady that was singing with them, but somebody was singing in the background. I'm like, are they drunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, they were slurring hard. Oh, it's so good though. He's like, 
wandering back and forth, and he's like, "You." <laughs> then he walks to the end of the Anybody rack back here, and you get the <laughs> Billy steps out from around the corner with the hammer, and you don't get to see it go into him, but you you hear him get attacked, and then it shows Mister Sims Ooh. with the uh, the claw side of the hammer sticking out of his head. That was some. There was some chunky bits in that one. Yes, when the blood splattered, there were some bitlets. Yeah, not he just blood. Good. He gets it good. <laughs> So then we get to Mrs. Randall because Mrs. Randall hears some stuff. So she goes to check out what's going on. And that's when she Mr. discovers Sims. Mr. Sims. She discovers, well, she discovers everybody. Um, yeah. And then she freaks out. She is able to kind of give Billy some trouble, you know, knocks him over. I think uh, she takes she the was, axe from him. Because yep. she used her hat to lure him. Yeah. She to puts the it on like spot. a thing. Yep. So she still was coherent. She yep. went and fully drunk. And Points. but then yeah she she finally gets it when she tries to leave. She gets Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Yeah, she gets an she arrow right to the gut. Well, it's weird placement because it's we looked at this. Yeah, and it looks like she gets what shot in the lower back technically, mm-hmm. but she when you shot, see her get, it's more up the chest. It's more the chest. Yeah, it definitely yeah. moved. Yeah, it migrated. It's fine. Yeah. It does that. Yeah. It, it migrated. Arrows normally do that. It's like yeah, after they settle, they'll <laughs> shift around a little bit. Literally in my notes, they it's settle. like, uh, she gets an arrow through the gut slash chest. Just ricocheted off of all her. Yeah. So but sister um, sister Margaret shows up right as Billy leaves, and Billy, you forgot your hat, <laughs> <laughs> and. She discovers uh, Mrs. Randall dead on the ground. And then, of course, you see like a flash of every dead body that's inside the store. Mm-hmm. We then. Except for Andy's, don't you? Don't you not see Andy? No, you see Andy. You see oh, you him. do? Okay, I must have. It's kind of like him. a close up, so you don't really see him actually hanging. I think it's just mm-hmm. you see the lights around his neck. I must have looked away. Uh, so now we are hanging out with Denise, played by Linnea Quigley, and her boyfriend, Tommy, played by Leo Getter. And got her, they're right. trying to they're trying to get busy as is she is she, is she babysitting or is this her? Yeah, sister? she's babysitting. Okay. I'm assuming she's babysitting. Well, Not very well. So, babysit little kids, yeah. and then you get fucked in the basement on the pool table. Yeah, she's getting. They're about. They're trying to get busy downstairs on the pool table, but the girl she's babysitting comes down <laughs> talking about you know oh Santa you know I'm I can't sleep or whatever, and she's like if you don't go to sleep Santa's not coming. And she's like okay. Yeah, don't come down here. We're doing our homework. (laughs) If you don't go to bed, then he ain't coming. Don't worry, I'll be coming. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be the only one coming. Yeah. Yeah. So they try to get about that earlier. I was like, where did I hear that from? I love it. So they try to they try it again. They try to get busy, and she thinks she hears the cat outside. I gotta let Mrs. Mittens in. Yeah, so she goes upstairs. (laughs) And the funniest thing is she covers herself up thinking the girl's coming down. But then when she has to go check on the cat, she's just she puts her shorts on and that's, that's it. it. She puts them booty shorts on and no, and she chillers. She's dude. just, she's dude. just topless and she goes upstairs and she opens she's that wearing door. It's shorts cold. It's gotta be cold. Winter? Yeah. That turkey's long done. <laughs> I always, I just, I, know, I, was, I even said that we were talking about, I was like, like you're opening the door. That's like, are you, aren't you worried about like people walking? 
the cat and she takes forever she stands in that doorway forever it seems like you gotta let the boobs hang i guess linnea not ashamed of those things she was not no and so she let so right at the last moment the cat runs in but then when she shuts the door she shuts the door that's when billy comes through the door yeah doesn't he just blow oh, through he, the door? He just busts through that door. <laughs> like just, all I think the he axes square it parts, and then he walks through it. All the it's, square parts bust oh, out. So good. I should have had. Um, like, that's not a very well made door. Oh God, no! It's like also, paper thin. How big is this house? The boyfriend doesn't hear any of this. That's what he I said. The music up. This guy's playing pool and he's got oh, the music turned up. I think that's right. why. I yeah. think that's why he turned yeah. the music up so the. Uh, because it was too quiet or something like that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, we get the really awesome antler kill, which with the un- there's some uncut scenes where you actually get to see the antlers piercing through her skin as he's mm-hmm. slowly pushing her in. Um, I was going to say, that's very slow. Yeah. Too. I, don't think I do love well, when she is, she's running around the living room and she's like up against the wall and he fucking throws the axe right next oh, to her head. Damn. Uh, real axe, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so disappointed in the beginning of this because I'm like, he has the axe in the story. You see him like it makes a point to show him grabbing the axe in the fucking store. Doesn't kill anybody with it in there, and he doesn't kill anybody in this house. So I'm like, oh, the anticipation, kill somebody with the fucking axe. <laughs> There's so much hype. It's on the cover. Uh, I know. Yeah. And yeah, the antler kill is. What, probably one good. of the most iconic kills in horror, in my opinion. I think it's just so good. I think it's. It was good. I it's mean, has died a lot in movies. And <laughs> to be honest, that her kill in Last Thanksgiving is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the yeah. dishwasher kill. But uh, yeah, the antler mm-hmm. kill is definitely one of my favorites. It's, it's really good. I just love the slow, tedious, just piercing of the antlers going through her yeah. skin. Yeah. And, and then her slowly just. She's done. And then Tommy's like, oh, maybe I should check and see what's going on. So he goes upstairs. <laughs> you good? Yeah. All I can think of is the ASDF movie with the ho- the trumpet. You never what? You'll never take me alive? Yes. You got a license for that? You'll never take me alive. <laughs> that kills himself with the trumpet. <laughs> Blows his brains out with the trumpet. <laughs> it was just the it was just the way he did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh so yeah the boyfriend comes up he clearly is oblivious to the fact that his girlfriend is hanging by the antlers he literally she's walks, right here so the the direction he walks <gasps> into that room she should be directly in front of him and he doesn't see her he literally is like denise even if denise. he's like these decorations yeah <laughs> Even if he's walking up steps and looking off, he should still be able to. Does he have no peripheral vision? I guess not. Like it's she's right. She's right here. No, all that blood's in his dick, so he just it loses, you know, his tunnel vision and stuff. Probably. But uh, he holds his own against Billy for a bit. He actually like gets the upper hand on him, but then Billy comes back and they tussle for a little bit longer, and then Billy just tosses him out the window. It's so good. And then you look at him, and he's just got these massive uh, shards of glass just sticking out of his body. You're like, damn. 
So this is the funny thing is, is I, I'm glad they actually did that in this movie because from what I've told from people who like law enforcement stuff is like people who like break windows to get into houses or break windows to get into cars. This shit happens all the time. Like when you break a window like that, you have a high chance of just fucking gouging the shit out of your arm and stuff. Uh, like it's not like movies where it just shatters and nothing no. happens. Like, no, it fucks you up. It disappears. My brother oh. got locked out of a house one time uh, when we were staying with our great aunt. He punched the the window. Nobody was answering the door. He punched the window to get the door unlocked and he like cut himself through and it I mean it's not a whole pane of glass shattering like you're still gonna punch through that and you're gonna get those shards but it went like right between his knuckles Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean if you get big enough I've, I've like a, like you said police officers like yeah people would try to break in windows and stuff without protecting their arm and they just yeah, they'll like bleeding everywhere. He said he's heard of people slicing their uh, jugulars open from the glass of windows and shit. Well, people don't think of it. Not a jugular, but artery in their arm. I'm sorry, thank you. Um, I I don't know body, but yeah. So, Billy gives the box cutter, the bloody box cutter that he used to kill Pam to the little girl. She's like Santa. I've been good this year. He's like, you sure? You've been good all year. Really You're like, Please, Are you like, sure? Don't, don't kill a little girl. Don't kill a little oh, girl. Yeah. And then he gives her the bloody like, box cutter. And she's just like, okay, Santa, thanks. <laughs> what do I do with this? Like, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. As he walks out. With his, well, I wish I wish you would just gave her a candy cane. Here's a candy cane. Yeah. A shirt I mean, I guess. A shirt. Yes. A yes, shirt dude. Candy, cane. candy canes. Gotta be able to kill somebody. I'm telling you. Just don't use your mouth right. with it. Because you can get DNA off of it. Yep. Use your butt. Please don't put a candy cane in your butt. It's like a pencil sharpener. <laughs> I don't think that's how the butthole works, but all right. No, your butt's like a pencil sharpener. For, only for candy cane. Stop making me laugh. <laughs> but. Oh. So no, no, we all know pencil sharp. You're gonna do that, and the tips is gonna break the moment. Like fuck, <laughs> now it's not sharp anymore. Fucking pencil sharpeners. Oh anyway. my god. Yes. So yes. <laughs> the cops are told about the Santa Claus killer, and the two <laughs> there's these two cops that are literally driving down the street, and they see this dude with a ladder going up to the house, and the Santa's climbing in. They're like, oh shit, it's gotta be him. They literally bust through the door of this house. Run up Ooh, the FBI stairs. Up. Yeah. <laughs> they literally bust through this little girl's head. Oh, I'm gonna shoot you. And it's just the dad surprising his daughter. And the mom's like, what the Daddy? fuck is that? Yeah. I know. Like, it really it's not Daddy. police officers. It's just like you could just superimpose oh. like Halloween and Thanksgiving over these two officers, oh, like yeah. trying to oppress Christmas. You motherfucker, you're taking <laughs> the holiday from us. Oh, this one, Billy finds a couple uh, sledders. Well, you get two kids that are kind of arguing about like, oh, you know, they're, I guess it's a, a big hill. So one of them is afraid to go down. The other one's calling him a pussy. And then these two guys come around the corner and they're the bullies, I guess. One of them looks like he's 40. Uh, yes. <laughs> and they steal the kids sleds and then they go down. The first kid makes it down fine. And then the second douchebag kid, um, it goes down, and that's when Billy comes around the corner and fucking, up. and I love it because it's just baseball swings. <laughs> and I just went, what did I say? Oh, it's the legend of the headless sledder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait till Johnny Depp's in this one. 
Oh God. And yeah, it's just it's a great it's a great shot. I love it where it shows the yeah. the headless body come down and then the head rolls down. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, that was great. It's good. Oh man. I just want to make this a movie now. Watching into the headless letter. <laughs> Johnny Depp plays Ichabod Bulldozer. <laughs> what? Ichabod Crane? I don't know. I was thinking of construction equipment. What do you fucking want from me? Bulldozer. What am I putting Ichabod Finch? Because I was talking about a crane bird. I don't know. <laughs> well, probably it's more towards a crane bird, especially if it was the 1800s. I know. I'm just. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so <laughs> this is when we meet the very dramatic police captain, Captain oh, Richards. Oh, dude, this dude's an 11. Oh, God, he's great. And uh, this is our Donald Pleasance. It, 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 <laughs> yeah, not really. He doesn't really do no, anything like, in this movie, but. <laughs> I meant like like energy levels, like Donald Pleasance. Oh, in like the beginning, as soon as you see him. Six. Yeah, yeah. He and uh, Sister Margaret team up. They talk about Billy and all of his trauma and stuff like that. And. The fact that, um, like, yeah, pretty much just talking about everything that Billy had gone through. So they need to find him quickly. And that's when they realize, oh, he's going to the orphanage because I, he's, I feel like his goal was to kill the mother superior. Yeah. <laughs> not that I would blame him. Yeah. No. And, I mean, it's uh, not, he'll, he'll be off of people, but like, that's the next person. And, you know, that gave him yeah. grief that he can, yeah. I love that there's the convenient uh, girl talks on phone, forgets to hang it up so they can't contact the orphanage. I was like, yes. oh, you did it, guys. <laughs> At least it was different than like, I mean, not that either both tropes been used. He wasn't like, he didn't just show like an hour outside scene where he like fucking cuts the phone line or some shit. Like, I mean, I wouldn't just, have been mad about that, but I thought it was pretty funny. It's this little girl. Yeah. She's not talking to anybody. Well, actually, she puts oh. the phone up against her doll, right? She had a doll in yeah. her hand. I think so. Yeah. Better say bye. Yep. So this is when we get the just horrific scene of this cop driving to the orphanage, <laughs> seeing a Santa walking up to the kids, and he just walks, he just runs up and just shoots this guy. And then you Papa, find get out. Get away from the kids, Santa. And then you bop, find bop, bop, out bop. it was a blind priest. Or, <laughs> not know. a blind priest, He's it was deaf. a deaf priest. Sorry. Deaf. It gets like worse deaf and worse. Oh, and isn't that, isn't that a uh, Ricky? Who gets who sees it happen in front yes. of him? <laughs> Just like unloads into this motherfucker. No Ricky <laughs> turns into what he turns into in part two. Like, come on, man, this dude. I don't sees I don't, a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh my god! So. The cop who blatantly just killed an innocent man. He gets to continue to do his job and explore the boiler room that's like in the middle of the property. It's weird. Um, the orphanage was an old schoolhouse, and I guess it's like a couple weeks after they finished filming this, it got knocked down. Oh, dude! So I think on this on that dude's pistol grip, he's got like like tally marks, like fighter pilots oh, yeah. used to mark it. Yeah, yeah. It's just for Santa. He's like Vic, he's like Victor's <laughs> ass every time he kills somebody. Yeah, but it's just Santa's. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a carving of like a really shitty Santa head. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no um but yeah he uh he explores the boiler area and then he comes back up and gets an axe to the chest dude yes Bump. so good oh it's good so good dude and then, when he shows his body again at the bottom of the stairs he fucking squirted when he hit that bottom he sure did oh i love the 
I told like this. I love the the sh- the scenery for when this was shot, where they find that old boiler down in the basement. Yeah, that old crazy say, it was like boiler. in the middle of the property. It was like it's not even a part of the building. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, outside basement access or something like that. But then it yeah. just shows that that old heater, like old wood fire stove, which I'm assuming just pump heat to the whole building. God, that's fucking creepy as shit. I loved it. Yeah, it's definitely a great environment. Um. This is when Billy goes and he does the snowman decapitation, which I always thought was great before he enters oh, into yeah. the orphanage. Like, and I love that. What did Jack was like? What did Frosty do to you? <laughs> I just love how to like <laughs> the cops was like, just don't let anybody you don't know in. Okay. Don't let anyone in. And <laughs> as soon as Billy comes up to the door and knocks on the door, just as, it wasn't even Ricky. Just a kid. Was it Ricky or was it just, was it another kid? I think, I think it, was it was another kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. Just runs up and lets him in. <laughs> Come on, Santa. Santa. She told the kids, like, listen, Santa's not in his head tonight, guys. Don't let anybody, don't let Santa in. I need to talk to him first. (laughs) And uh, Ricky is, if you, did you see how happy Ricky looked in the shot? No judge what he looks like in the background. Like, I don't, I don't know if they just were like, okay, kids, you need to look like, you need to look excited. And the actor who played Ricky was like, like too excited, Ricky. <laughs> we can't. We can't. Tone it we down. Tone it down. We can't shoot it again. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, when Billy is about to kill uh, Mother Superior, he gets shot by uh, Captain Richards, and yeah, he uh, he dies. And his final words were, "Don't be scared, children. Santa's dead." Yep. Dun, dun, dun. And of course, he dies right in front of his brother, and he, and oh, that yeah. is. Two times in the same day that Ricky watched somebody dressed as Santa get shot in front of him. Yep. So he like, oh, you know, you know, Santa's dead, and it just does the long thing with Ricky. It's like naughty, like he's evil. Like, yeah, I get it. It's so, believe me, I get you. You see, you see your brother die. That's pretty traumatic. You see a Santa die. That's pretty traumatic. But I don't think it's quite to the level of what Billy went through. No. So that's why, like, I get it's supposed to be, like, a cliffhanger, like, oh, he's going to go and be the second one. But I just, it felt really forced to me. Because, I mean, obviously you see traumatic stuff, but I don't think he'd be, like, naughty. Like, he's just like his brother. Like, why would he do that? He didn't experience well, any maybe, of the same shit. Maybe because he saw his brother die in front of him. Yeah, but but he wasn't, like, traumatized by his grandfather the same night just to see his grand, the Santa kill his parents and be old enough to know what the fuck's going on. And then all the shit with Mother Superior that was... And we don't, I mean, we, I've never seen a second movie, so I don't know if Ricky went through something similar, but it didn't appear that he had that issue. Right. So. I just assumed his brother probably talked to him about it. Maybe a little bit, but his, he didn't, he, he seemed fine. Like, I don't know. It's hard to say. It just, it just felt forced. I know it's expected with these kind of movies, of course, with how the sequels go, but I don't know a lot about at least the next one and such, but that was, that was my big grievance with the movie. It's just that. Yeah. It just felt super forced. I feel that. But yeah, that is kind of like uh, Tommy Jarvis at Jarvis, Tommy Jarvis at the end of part five. Yeah. Oh, part five. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that is Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. What's our uh, what are our final thoughts on this movie, Dan? Why don't you start it off? Oh, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, I, I really um, I enjoyed it. I liked like I, I, I didn't mind Billy. Like I, I felt for his like anguish. Like you said, it wasn't just cookie cutter. Like 
here's the bad person. Yeah. One flashback of something bad that happened to his past, and that's the it. Like you, like this guy just gets beat down and beat down and beat down, like for the beginning of the fucking film, and you see the results of it. And like you said, it's 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 nice that they went through that that extra effort yeah. for just a random idea. Like there's not really much precedence, like you said at the time, for a killer Santa. It's happened before, but it wasn't like a big deal. Right. And uh, of course, it spawned all sorts of copycats and shit. But it, again, which you couldn't even call it an original idea because it's existed before this. Right. But I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I'm. I hate that. Like, I think Miss literally, no pun intended. Uh, Mother Superior should have got axed. Like, I fucking hated her character. That's the one person I'm disappointed that didn't get killed. And the one person I wish didn't get killed was Mr. Sims. Yeah, he was my least favorite kill. I mean, yeah. his kill was pretty cool, but um, I he was... I, I love that character. Like, yeah. I didn't... I, I, I mean, I don't remember all of the dialogue he had in this movie. I don't feel like he says anything overly offensive or like, I mean, no. it's, you, you got to realize this is a 40 year old movie. And oh, yeah. Things that are said. I mean, not that they're OK, but I don't remember him saying anything like, oof, oof, you know, which is, I think, how yeah. a lot of people watch movies like this now, where yeah. it's like something that just doesn't age well. And it's like, to yeah, be honest, I, I, there really wasn't a lot. There wasn't the overuse of like homophobic derogatory terms no. or, or it. this was just. I mean, it, it didn't overly like. I'm trying to think of like the right words, but like, especially with like the assault scenes, like it plays it to be dark. They don't yeah, play it's not it to, supposed be, to be comedic no, or anything like that. No, it's supposed to like the fact that that type of that experience or that traumatic experience triggers Billy into becoming who he is. I think I felt was fitting. Uh, especially for what he sees, and it it links to his experience in the beginning of the movie, and that's why, you know. But I don't want yeah, to get like, too much about my thoughts until Angela speaks her thoughts. But yeah, but just to go on what you said before I wrap wrap this up is it's just like you said, it's literally once like you see the shit he he deals with being younger, and then eighteen Christmas goes, all that shit happens on top of everything in this passage, beating him down, beating him down, beating him down, and then he goes. It's not just he just snaps that one little thing he sees out of the blue like it's a series of events that lead up to it right and uh i think yeah i, I like it i thought the kills were good too i mean they were like overly gory but i liked how they were done yeah. um, like the little like we talked about the little bit of bitlets and some of the blood so it's not just like ha ah, here's blood but there's like chunks and shit in it it's just kind of some little nice little touches and the blood that you did see looked it didn't look like red food coloring yeah that wasn't that was a I'm trying to think of what movie started that. Tom Savini talked about it. Yeah, because I know a lot of them, they use um, different things in their blood. Yeah, the, the what he said is the blood that was most, if I remember correctly, the modern blood was like, at some point he got it from a dude that had been doing it forever, and that's just the recipe that most people used because yeah. it was the most convincing looking. Right. But anyway, I, mean, I think it was sometime in the mid-80s that came in, but it's whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I, I didn't think I was going to like it. Love this movie. Go watch it, please. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. It's the holiday season. Oh, please absolutely. watch it for Christmas. I, I have With a feeling, your family. I have a feeling this is going to be something that we watch every year. Oh, absolutely. Now that I have it, this Blu-ray. It, I have in the rotation. 
yeah, it, it it's going to be in the rotation for. I definitely got to dive back into those special features again because there's uh, some good interviews with the um, uh, the actor who played Billy. Oh, um, nice. His kind of experiences um, film. He seems like he really enjoyed himself. So. Nice. Well, he was acting. He's he just did something that came out in 2023. There was yeah. a little part he was in. Yeah. So he's still acting. Yep. So. Um, are you are you are you good, Dan? Yeah, I'm good. Oh yeah, we're good. We I, we both liked it. So. Yeah, like I can't I. I can't add any more than what you guys have already said. Yeah, this movie is a, a good time. I think it, it, the fact that it's way deeper than I was expecting it to be. Like I said, I had watched the kill count on this, but I think I kind of tried to erase it from my memory so I could experience this movie as I'm watching it for the first time. And also the fact that I just don't know if I have that memory of watching it ever in my life, which is just weird because this feels so familiar to me. Um, it, yeah, it just there's so much more to this movie than just being a basic slasher. It does turn into some sort of a simplistic slasher as it goes along, but there's a lot more deeper um, meaning behind a lot of things and the reasoning why he becomes the killer and why he does all the things he does. It's not just the fact of just the dude dressed up. It's not Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas Evil is kind of a similar thing um, to this, uh, but yeah. It's there's a lot going on, and I think everybody's performances are good. I think the 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 transfer for this movie looks really good. Uh, yeah, for a forty year old movie, you know, even the parts that weren't, you know, were the deleted scenes or whatever it was for the unrated version still looked fine. I'm just glad they're included. Like when yes. they do stuff like that, when like original footage is hard to find or it's not in the great condition, I'm just glad it's there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I really like this movie and it's definitely a movie I'll be watching in the future and, uh, definitely glad that I picked, uh, the, uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray up. It's, it was on, when I bought it, it was on sale for like 20 bucks. So check it out. You can just, find it on Amazon or go to, uh, Scream Factory's site, um, and, uh, snag it. Cause it was originally oh. like 28 bucks and then I dropped down to like 20. So I, that was when I was like sold. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I tagged you in something that was the, the latter three movies. Yes. On which were on sale for like $11. Yeah. Cause those are uh, the same company. I think Vectron or something or uh, Vectron. They're the ones that did maximum, the maximum overdrive transfer that I bought. Oh. It's the same company. Uh, and I, pro- I want to get two before I pick up that three pack with three, five, three, four, and five. I definitely want to get yeah. two, especially if we're going to be covering it in the future. But yeah, overall, yeah, be... love this movie. This movie is great. Yep. Um, we didn't get any comments on this episode, which is which is okay. The only one we did get was the fact that our uh, friend Antonio over at the Cult Worthy Podcast, it will be covering this. Uh, probably, I don't know if it'll be out. His episode will be out before ours or after ours, but go check out uh, the Cult Worthy Cinema Podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. Antonio is a fucking genius. Like his, the knowledge, the wealth of knowledge that lives in that man's brain is so much fun to listen to with all the, it, it takes what we do and it just turns it up to 110. Mm-hmm. And um, our friend Wyatt from cinema trip reviews. I know he did an episode on this last Christmas, I believe, or maybe it wasn't even last Christmas. It could have just been over the past year, but I know he did an episode on this. Uh, our uh, a podcast I listen to, good friends uh, over at the Dewey Pod Monster podcast. They will be doing an episode on this, probably being released around the same time ours will be released. So uh, a lot of a lot of podcasters out there covering this movie, 
because it's a iconic Christmas horror movie and it needs to be taught. And I think Movie Dumpster probably has covered this movie. I'm, you know, figured I. I know they did part five for sure, but I'm sure they've done this one too. But um, I, I could have skipped over it. Well, Darren from Nostalgia Cast said um, probably the VHS cover that freaked me out the most as a kid. That's fair. That is true. It's a great I, cover. I, can, I, can I love it. That. That's why I switched that's the great. cover on this thing because I was like, that is, that's the cover I want to see when I'm taking yeah. that Blu ray out of my. Eventual yeah, when I, I have used. my fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. my my racks up and put my movies on, but yeah, that is that is that for Silent Night Deadly Night. Now let's talk about what we're gonna be doing next week. So next week is my pick for our Christmas favorites, and we are gonna be joined by the wonderful official Joey C, who joined us for Ernest Scared Stupid. He is joining us for two thousand and. Think six. <laughs> I don't remember when this movie comes out. Uh, the Polar Express. I, there was so many movies that were going through my head on what I wanted to pick for this year, but I w- the reason I picked it was because of Joey, because he had covered the video game version of this over. I think it was over the last few months. He had he had done a video covering levels of the video game, and and I was like, you know what, I I really want Joey to come back, and this would be a great movie to talk about. Because it's one of those things where we're going to be talking about Robert Zemeckis. We're going to be talking about the animation style of this movie. And has it aged well? <laughs> it's it's a lot of things. It's not even the fact of like, I grew up enjoying the movie a lot. But it's one of those things that do, will I still enjoy it watching it as a 32-year-old man? <laughs> that's, that's the real question. So I'm very excited to have Joey back on the show next week to talk about the polar express yeah a lot of fun i'm very excited you guys have anything else you want to add before we uh jump into the final rigmarole no go watch godzilla it's in theaters yes godzilla minus one uh will be it will be well it's ordered it'll be in theaters when you listen to this episode so check it out hopefully we'll be having a, a a fresh cut of it at some point so you know keep an eye out for that and uh you can catch us at dissect that film on all the podcast, well, on all the uh, social media apps. We're on X slash Twitter. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, Slasher, all those Facebook, uh, Instagram. Did I say Instagram? Probably. Uh, at dissect that film. Uh, make sure to go to whatever podcast app you are listening to us right now. If you haven't, <coughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh. It's great. Let's get are, you, are you okay? Put your hands up. Put your hands up. That's what that's what my granny says. <laughs> Please go to whatever podcast app you are listening to us right now. And if you haven't left us a five star review, please do so. Every five star review helps us get into more people's ears, more recommendations. Um, you can also email us at dissectthatfilm at gmail.com if you have recommendations on movies you'd like us to cover in the future. We will definitely be next year is going to be a lot different in the way that we pick movies. So we would love to get your recommendation on movies you'd like to see us cover. Um, we'd like to cover a lot of movies maybe we haven't seen ever. So that would be fun. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Oh, and we have a Patreon. I always, for some reason, forget about Patreon. But we have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dissect that film where we have three tiers. $1, three, uh, $3 and $5 where you can help support the show. Uh, we have an exclusive show called The Monster Zone over there that is hosted by Dan and Angela, uh, where we talk about 
monster movies of all shapes yeah. and sizes, pretty much. The biggins. The biggins. So make sure to go over there if you can. You don't have to. It uh, it does help us, um, you know, with different things with the show, and we appreciate you very much. We appreciate all of our wonderful patrons. You're all amazing, and I think I think that's it. I think that's it. Is that it? I think so. I think so. I don't know. I always forget something. All right, everybody. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissected Film, and this has been the Dissected Film Podcast, episode 136? Seven? I don't remember. Who cares? (laughs) It's Christmas. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll see y'all again next time. Ho, ho, ho. Don't be naughty. Our Santa's coming for you. Punish. Goodbye. (laughs) 